All right, it's November 29th, 2016, and tonight we're going to look at how well you drafted in preview week 13. Good morning, children. Welcome to school. Right, it is the Drink Five Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Jason. I am joined. Uh, joining me on the show is Dave, as always. That's how it works, right? I, I give myself a tongue twister to start the show every night. That's really a bad way to start. You can make it hard for yourself if you want to. It's a, it's really <laughs> right, up to you, man. Right. And uh, tonight, uh, our special guest is Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you for joining us. Hi. Happy half birthday, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie uh, does some of the social media stuff with us, some of the memes that you see us post on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So thank you, Stephanie, for being a part of it this year. Um, welcome to the show. Hi. And uh, we always have to ask everybody when we start the program uh, what they are drinking. So, so what do you have over there? I'm drinking a giant glass of red wine. All right. With a PBR sidekick. Fantastic. <laughs> That's a good little combination there. Hey, yo. And over here, Dave and I have, once I turn the bottle upright, I can read it to you, folks. <laughs> uh, the Double Jack Double IPA from Firestone. Uh, Firestone Walker makes this. It's 9.5% alcohol. Um, comes in a four pack, so you know that it's a fancy beer. <laughs> if they only are willing to sell four at a time. My favorite. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> You're going to be drinking all the hoppy beers tonight, right? Yeah. All right. So um, on tonight's show, we are going to talk about a bunch of headlines, a bunch of stuff from week 12. We're going to talk about week 13. We're also going to take a look at uh, how well you all did when you drafted. I mean, you all as in the collective group of everyone who plays fantasy football Yins. and the ADPs. Y'all, Yens, depending on where you are depending geographically. Geographically. Yeah. So... We will get us uh, get ourselves started with um, some news and updates from week thirteen. Or I'm sorry, uh, week twelve, basically. Um, <clears throat> so, if our website was loading faster, I would have everything in front of me right now. But in the meantime, I have to just look at what I have in front of me. Um, anyways, uh, week thirteen. Um, Uh, could you give me the first headline, Dave? Um, oh, here we go. Colin Kaepernick. So, yeah, he had a great um, great game against Miami this week. He put up 32 points, and that was, the, I believe, the high for the week and the high for his season as well. Um, so Kaepernick uh, has been, you know, the starter for, what, four or five weeks now so far? And uh, he's been a great start every single week. I think he's averaging... Um, about the fifth or third best quarterback over that time period as well. So he's a guy who is not owned in many leagues at the moment and uh, definitely could, you know, be that sort of sneaky start that you have uh, going down the stretch to win a fantasy league, right? Sure thing. Drew Brees, another fantastic quarterback. He's number two right now below Aaron Rodgers in uh, regular standard leagues as the number two best fantasy quarterback overall this year. Interesting that, you know, to begin the year, there were some guys that were that were put ahead of him. And I think later, no spoilers, right, but later in the episode, we're going to be talking about uh, ADP versus their current standing mm -hmm. uh, as they are in fantasy football today. So above Matt Ryan, below Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees plays better at home statistically, but 
every week start from here on out and uh, from the beginning really there's only been a couple weeks where he was putting up disappointing numbers that's not something that you come to expect from a guy like that uh, how about taylor gabriel have you have you from from like last year for example or in the year before i believe he was on cleveland we yeah. we knew him as a wide receiver that would occasionally make a play but he's been making some really big plays over the last couple weeks taylor gabriel has scored a touchdown i think in the last uh four games and um i mean it's been very impressive the way that he's been able to score because it's mostly long touchdowns however it's been consistent so um he doesn't get a huge volume of work but he gets work every week i like gabriel i think that he's going to be a smart uh pickup i think that he's a good replacement if you've got a struggling wide receiver maybe someone named deandre hopkins uh needs to find his way to your bench he should not be starting for any team that's serious and wants to win a league. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Gabriel, who did we have? Um, LaShawn McCoy. So he had a dislocated thumb going into the game on uh, on Sunday. And basically there was talk like, hey, LaShawn McCoy isn't going to be worth starting. Or LaShawn McCoy's fine because LaShawn McCoy always gets hurt but always performs very well. So it was the latter group that won out this time around. He had a huge game. Um you know, he was a great start. He was probably in the top five backs of the week. So, um, you know, don't worry about LaShawn McCoy when he's injured, right? Isn't that the sort of lesson that we're getting here? There was the one week where uh, Gillis Lee was going to fill in for him because he wasn't doing so well. And he had actually uh, gone through warm-ups in the start of the game and looked okay, but then kind of re-injured himself some kind of soft tissue injury, etc. But yeah, for the most part, he has been a an awesome running back all season. So if he's starting, you go with him. Kind of like how Gronkowski has been in seasons past. If you have a guy who's going to go out there and be a superstar, he's going to be a superstar. And that's working for McCoy really well. So even if there's any issues that come up, dislocated thumb or not, I mean, heck, the only reason why he didn't come back into that game is, I guess, because they couldn't pop it back in right away. He came back the next game we're talking about now and, uh, like, outdid himself. So that that is a guy that there should be no problems with starting every single week. And he had surgery on Monday, wasn't it? And uh, played the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. No big deal. So Brandon Cooks did not get a single target in the game where the Saints put up 49 points on offense. Is this something to worry about? Is it is Brandon Cooks sort of uh, falling to the wayside there? Or is it like um, the coach said, what did he say? It was, um, they, they were covering him. It was part of the result of the coverages. And I, I don't really believe that because they weren't covering anybody. They were double and triple teaming Brandon <laughs> Cooks and they took him out of the game successfully. But, I mean, did they just keep triple-teaming him when they were down by 28 points? Yes, they did. And it was stupid coaching. And uh, it's one of those things where, uh, what's his name, Greg Greg something. Greg Williams, yeah. Uh, he basically, he couldn't change up his, his play calling. Um, when they were, were taking Brandon Cooks out of the equation, they took him out of the equation, but nobody else got anything from it. It was a terrible decision to continue down that path when Drew Brees was just passing the ball around everywhere. Yeah, what a great return to New Orleans for Greg Williams. Yeah. After Bounty Gate. Congratulations, Greg. <laughs> All right. Um, Julio Jones. So uh, I'm not guy to always say I told you so, but I told you so on Julio Jones. Uh, he was he only had three fantasy points last week. Atlanta is able to score points in many different ways right now. They don't have lots of other fantasy studs necessarily, 
But Matt Ryan is a guy who has learned to sort of spread the ball around. That's an offense that's learned to uh, use Julio Jones, you know, to their best advantage, which in this game happened to be basically as a decoy. So I, I know, uh, let's just talk about Atlanta in general for a moment. So, Stephanie, uh, just to, to throw it out to you here, uh, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Matt Ryan, um, are you someone who took any of those players from Atlanta, uh, from the Falcons, at the beginning of the year in the draft? Or did you kind of avoid the team? Uh, have you been watching the Falcons at all? Yes, I tried to get Julio Jones. You tried to. Well, a lot yeah. of people tried to, sure. But he went really high up in drafts. Yeah. So were you unable to get any of the Falcons guys? Yeah, I don't have any. Any. I wish I did, though. Gotcha. So so you were, were in that uh, in that bucket of people that wanted to get Julio Jones but were unable in that first round. Absolutely. And uh, what Jason's saying, I think, is that it may actually be to your benefit because it, he's had a couple games here where he's scored only three fantasy points, and that's certainly not going to help you to have your first round draft pick. No. Scoring three points in a game. No, it so, happens. Well, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, it's not like he's just scoring three points. He's had big games, but like you said, there are a bunch of games where he's been covered either really well or there's something else going on in that team where they are sort of looking for other targets. You remember last year on, uh, or I think it was the year before on Arizona when Larry Fitzgerald was out there on the field every game, but they wouldn't pass to him? <laughs> yeah. That's true. He barely got any targets last year. So you wonder if uh, on such of what's becoming a ago. prolific passing offense from Matt Ryan, the coaching staff isn't occasionally like, you know, Julio, this is kind of your night off. You're going to be covered by a really important guy, a really good guy who's a cornerback or a defensive back in the top echelon of them. So let's just... Every week he'll be, yeah. So let's just, in some of those cases, kind of let him be taken uh, and, you know, go to some of the other guys on the team. Like, and that's basically what happened. They played Arizona. They he had Patrick Peterson on him. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson is going to shut down pretty much anybody who he plays against. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that is the fourth game this season where Julio scored under four points. Um, I, I don't know that you have to be too nervous about him going forward. Kansas City's giving up tons of points to wide receivers. Uh, that's their next matchup. Then they've got L.A., San Francisco, and Carolina. So... I'm not too worried about Julio Jones, right? I mean, I was saying that you should trade him away because I thought he might lay an egg for you. And you can't have an egg on the way to the playoffs, but, you know, I think he'll be okay at this point. <laughs> and it would have been the Arizona game where it was going to happen. All right. Um, next on our list is Rob Gronkowski. So he looked he looked all right. He was running down the field, uh, running routes and stuff, but could not come up with any passes and took, like, two huge tumbles. So, um you know, I, I don't know what to think about Gronkowski when it comes to injuries anymore. I suppose I'm a bit clouded because I have him on so many teams, <laughs> right? Does that happen to you, Steph? You have players on your teams. You're like, they're going to come through. I don't care what everyone else says. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> always going to happen. So with Gronkowski, with his injury history, what we know from this year is that when he comes back from injury, he does nothing for a couple of weeks. So if you have Gronkowski on your team and you're going to the playoffs, you absolutely need to have a legitimate replacement, not just somebody who can fill in next week. You need to plan to not have him for the rest of the season. Which can't be Martellus Bennett, by the way, because he apparently has some kind of high ankle sprain 
or uh, ankle sprain that's going to be preventing him from putting up fantasy production as well. So I you have, have to both look. Of them. You have to look <laughs> elsewhere. Do you have a team with both of them? No, not one team with both of them. But okay, well that's good. I mean, <laughs> I, I would never tell you to drop Gronkowski, especially because heck, he could come back next week or the week after and win you a game or win you a fantasy championship. But um, it's one of those things like we talked about Julio Jones or or LaShawn McCoy. If he's healthy, you start him. He's your superstar. You drafted him in the first couple rounds. But there's some situations where, in this case, for example, he had a chest and lungs injury. Now he has a back injury. Before that, he had, I think, a leg injury. It's He's really beat up right now. And he's a beast, but it doesn't mean he's invincible. And that comes through when, when he goes out after one rough and tumble play. I saw on TV today, working in a bar... It was like a, a headline on ESPN or some sort of sports, mm-hmm. whatever. And it said, Gronkowski's best days are behind him. <laughs> I mean, that may be Isn't true. He's at the ripe old age of, what, 28? <laughs> that, I thought the same thing. Like, really? Well, it could be true. There's such a big, explosive guy. Like, maybe they don't have as much time in them as a guy who's just like a wide receiver like Steve Smith or something. I feel like some of those guys that are smaller, more lightweight, they can take a tumble, come back, and you know play for five years. I'm not saying Gronkowski is out. I don't think he is by a long shot, but um, th- there might be some truth to that. He's not the same guy you drafted, you know, last year. five years ago, or yeah. or even even but, last year. Yeah, even last year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So Thomas Rawls is back in the uh, the only guy really in the backfield for Seattle, um, but unfortunately he ran into the fabled. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which held them to three points offensively. It's more like the Seattle offensive line is the worst ever right now. <laughs> yeah, they've been the worst ever for quite some time. <laughs> um, so uh, Thomas Rawls, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, it, it seemed like there was a lot of action in the running game this year in Seattle. Christine Michael played well. I mean, he is a guy who is not. I mean, he's on a team, but he was cut, and he was a a top like. 15 running back this season. They played They played terribly versus Tampa Bay. This is not indicative of their performance over the season. Okay. And maybe Tampa Bay's playing better. They beat Kansas City on the road. Now they've beaten Seattle. You got any faith in Tampa Bay? You guy Jameis Winston stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm about to play him over Russell Wilson. So <laughs> There you go. That's a good <laughs> Which I should have start. done in the past three weeks. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, still... have a, when you have a team like uh, Tampa Bay that has uh, Mike Evans yep. as a receiver, and you look at Seattle, who has Doug Baldwin as their number one receiver, where he's only been good because he's the number one target. He's not a number one receiver. If you put Doug Baldwin on the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's not going to do anything. No. Right. So, I mean, it's just volume. It's volume of targets. And uh, I agree. I think Jameis Winston has really stepped it up. But I've seen uh, Wilson do things. I mean, uh, go out as a receiver and catch passes and, and talk about the rushing ability there. So Jameis Winston definitely doesn't have all that yet. But uh, it's, it's interesting. If you had to pick someone for the rest of the, of the season, including the playoffs, Jason, and you had to play them, would it be Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston for the rest of the year? Um, I, you know, Russell Wilson has barely been scrambling at all this year. Uh, I don't like him for the rest of the season. I would rather have Jameis Winston. Not just the matchups, which are great. I mean, Russell Wilson has to play Arizona in Week 16. I would not start that yeah. anyways. Well, who wants that, right? <laughs> right, but Jameis Winston, he's the top 10, uh, I'm sorry, the 10th highest scoring quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me some Jameis Winston this year. Uh, that's quite all right with me. I mean, his matchups are a lot better. He plays New Orleans twice in the next four weeks. <laughs> so everyone should, you know, everyone should get on, get in on some of that action. 
It's like playing the guy in your league who's one in ten. Like everyone gets to beat them. All right. Um, so Robert Griffin the third is cleared for contact. He's is he, is he practicing at this point, Dave? Do you know? I'm sure it's not with the team yet, but um, <clears throat> the rumors are that he may start week 14. He's healthy enough to start, um, and that he would be the starter for the rest of the year, most likely on a team that's was eliminated from the playoff playoffs weeks ago. Um, I don't even know if they really care about getting a win because if they get a win, it might damage their chances at the number one pick. Um, so, you know, RG3, uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a toss-up. I don't know that it's going to be very fantasy relevant. I don't know that he's going to change too much of the fantasy outlook on the team. I mean, do you have anyone from Cleveland on your team, Steph? Is I there don't. anyone left yeah, that's worth it? I really Isaiah don't. Crowell was good earlier in the season. Oh, uh, no, I have Isaiah on a, on a team. Are you I still do. starting him? Or? I, I did last week. He did okay. Okay. So, I mean... I feel like he's had more, dec- at least decent weeks, and he has really bad ones. Yes, he is definitely like in the top 20 for the running backs yeah. this year. Um, so that makes him more the start pretty much every week. But I don't see Duke Johnson being relevant. Uh, it's not like Gary Barnard is going to come back no. and be a revelation. And, you know, Corey Coleman, Terrell Pryor, um, they're playing well. I would keep starting Pryor just because he's played so well. He's a top 10 wide receiver this year. But I'm not going to expect like huge things out of Robert Griffin yeah. III. That's I all. forgot. I forgot about him. Exactly. <laughs> so, so RG three. The thing about him is, is does his coming back improve the rest of the offense? Because Terrell Pryor, for example, he's been really good so far this season. Corey Coleman has better, uh, better stats, at least those coming from the combine and those that are hypothetical than even Terrell Pryor. So, we're expecting good things from him. Uh, Josh McCown has been serviceable in some situations, right? But do you think RG3 makes the team better or worse? I think RG3 makes this team better. Yeah, well, I agree with that because there's it's sort of a, another threat, right? Make, makes this team better. Not <laughs> most teams better just or even one. another team. Just this team just is this better. One. Maybe like this and four other teams. <laughs> sure, like the Houston Texans. Are better. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, that's a controversial uh, thing to say. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Well, that Brock Osweiler isn't a good quarterback. Oh, you don't have like the Osweiler love keychain or the <laughs> or the or the uh, Os rocking it necklace. I, I'm not a Brock Lobster. No. <laughs> a Brock Lobster. Damn, I haven't heard that. I'm gonna use it. They have the red jerseys sometimes down in Houston. That's it's awesome. Perfect. We're making t-shirts. <laughs> so Sammy Watkins is back. Uh, he had 80 yards on three catches last week. Miguel was very excited. Oh, dude. I mean... He's I like a Watkins everyone's... diehard. Plays him when he's out. Plays him when he's in. <laughs> I love Sammy Watkins. He's going to be awesome, I think. So he only played 45% of the snaps last week. Uh, that's clearly going to go up now that it's clear that he's healthy again. And a healthy Sammy Watkins is a, good a thing Sammy to behold. Watkins. Yes. Yeah. So I, I like watching him here. I really wish Sammy Watkins had a team with a good quarterback who could throw deep even on like Baltimore he would be cleaning up I think I'm quoting you on that stuff a healthy Sammy Watkins is a good Sammy Watkins yeah it is <laughs> I think Sammy agrees I've never I've never had Sammy Watkins on one of my fantasy football teams but maybe it's because Miguel always does uh but I've seen Miguel cry over Sammy Watkins and I've seen Miguel cry happily over, over Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Yeah. Happy Sammy Watkins tears. Happy, yeah, yeah, happy tears. I've been Sammy. watching TV with everybody. When Sammy Watkins does well, the living room lights up. So, 
So another guy who uh, had an injury most of the year is Adrian Peterson. He is sprinting in practice now. Um, he may come back in week 14 or 15. Um, our waiver wire guy, Jim, just uh, said that he thinks it's going to be week, week 15. But it's clear that he needs to be picked up at this point. It's Adrian friggin' Peterson. I mean... I had him earlier this year. And that's fine that you drop him. You don't keep him all year. I'm not going to take him And, you know... It's more. It's almost like a a a flyer, like a backup. Like not pick him up to start him right away, but maybe he has a really good week fifteen, and you start him for the championship. Well, you're I'm scarred for you're Adrian picking Peterson. up Adrian Peterson to play in the in the semifinals and the championship game. You think you're going to start him week fifteen if he plays? Well, I mean, absolutely. He plays, he's Adrian Peterson. Him? He's he's going to be charging ahead. Hopefully, doing really well. If they're putting him back in there. That means that they trust that he's 100%. Well, I mean, okay, you've got David Johnson and generic RB2. Are you, like, for sure sitting your RB2 for Adrian Peterson? What's your generic RB2? This is this is totally, uh, you know. Just any guy between, like, 15 and 20, you know, on the on the list. You're, so. you're assuming that you're a lot of people are in the playoffs and they don't even have an RB2. You know what I mean? We're in the playoffs now. So just cuz you got there with people doesn't mean they're not now injured and not available <laughs> or whatever. Okay, are you starting him over say this week's ranked 17 player Mark Ingram? I don't know. The point is uh it's not week 15 yet, but you're picking him up to start him, right? Cuz you're not picking him up to put him on your bench for no reason. Well, yeah, I I would take more of a wait and see approach with him. But if he if he starts for the first time in week fifteen and that's a game that's a do or die game, I think you start Adrian Peterson, who is a first round pick, as opposed to anybody else that you might have in an RB two position. Certainly, right? No, you disagree. Uh, I, not without like, I mean, he had he was very ineffective when he did play at the beginning of the year. Yeah, because the offense was was new and Sam Bradford was a brand new quarterback that had been there for a week. And well, Sam Bradford didn't even play week one. But yeah, I could barely watch football because of Adrian Peterson <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Well, point is, if you're going to pick him up, you're planning on playing him at some point. Either that or you're just preventing other people from having him. But if you don't think that you're going to start him, then what's the point? Well, why even mention him, right? I mean, you're going to play him or else you're not going to pick him up. I don't, I don't pick up players just to warm the bench. He has great matchups that week playing Indy and Green Bay. That sounds beautiful. You're telling me you're not going to play an AP that's that's 100% healthy and going out there to be the starter? Like you were saying, it does depend on the team, but I am not automatically going to start him week 15, no. I would wait and see until week 16. And if he didn't have a good week 15, I would just say, okay, no no week 16. I'll dance with who brung me. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeremy Hill. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's kind of how it would wait, shake out, right? No. Well, I, I'm Not starting him. If I'm, if I'm picking him up and he's going to play, then I'm going to start him. Unless I have David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy already starting, in which case I'm not going to pick him up. <laughs> David Johnson and LaShawn McCoy. That's pretty good starters. Uh, so Jordan Matthews, uh, you got to keep an eye on him going forward. Um, basically, you know, he had an ankle injury during this game. He needs to... Uh, um, you know, he needs to be healthy this week. He needs to practice. He needs to get a couple of practices in, even if they're limited, for you to be able to start him this week. Otherwise, do not start him. I, I agree with you, Dave. You, you should not start him if you cannot, uh, if you can't, you know, reliably get it, uh, uh, like a lot of practice in. All right. Drink. 
All right. Well, we need to check in on one of our bets from last week as we wrap up week 12, put a nice little bow on it, and move on to week 13. Uh, so last week, Jim was on the show, and we bet on burgers at Trax over near Jim's house. Oh, it's a good burger place, so right? Good. I haven't been there yet. I'm excited to go. So uh, Dave was the big winner last week. He had 97 points. Um, a pretty good lineup, all things considered. All things mostly, considered. Mostly you were... <laughs> All things considered, yes, you had the best lineup. All right, thank you. Okay, so you were led, oh, thank you. you know, by Dak Prescott, but mostly because you had Justin Tucker and the Kansas City Chiefs, who put up uh, thirty-four points for you. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I uh, had mentioned that the backup team was probably going to beat us last week, and the backup team did beat myself and Jim, putting up ninety points uh, while the two of us only had eighty-four and a half and eighty-three and a half. Uh, so the backup team, without a defense, wound up beating us. I should have seen, you know, if the backup defense, which doesn't exist, would have beaten Dave as well. Because then Dave would have had to buy us all shots. So Dave, uh, always, Dave always buys shots. It doesn't matter. That's the secret. That's the trick. <laughs> See, I appreciate you. I'm a very generous guy. That's right. You are. If Dave's doing a shot, everyone is. <laughs> that's true. Well, I don't know about that. Well, everyone who makes it over there before he everyone takes a shot is, is. Everyone who's in a finger point radius of him like are you doing shot are you doing shot? <laughs> and now i know why my bank account is not is not high <laughs> as high as i'd like it to be all right so dave you are good at picking things though right because you also picked the tiebreaker right dead on it was deandre hopkins receiving yards it's 70 you said 70 and the tiebreaker doesn't matter but you know one it, little it matters to me just just a little <laughs> extra props to you dave for plus if we would have tied in a decimal that scoring well. that would be pretty impressive i've never seen it still I, I still haven't seen it i've seen them come very close i think 0.02 i've seen but never a tie in decimal scoring hmm. um it does happen <laughs> i'm sure it does somewhere because you need it you need to have a tiebreaker for it so uh let's take a look at uh the main sort of event for tonight which is um sort of expectation versus reality it what i'm talking about is uh where you drafted people versus where they actually wound up so what we're going to look at is the top 10 at each position in terms of where they were drafted so the top 10 adp and then the top 10 where they're at right now in terms of season long points so um how well do they match up of course if you draft someone in the top 10 you expect them to finish in the top 10 and if you're drafting players that finish in the top 10 at all their positions, then you're probably having a very good fantasy team and a very good year. Um, so we start at quarterbacks uh, like usual. Um, and we see that Cam Newton, you know, if you want to start, uh, Cam Newton was the number one pick in last year's draft for pretty uh. much everybody uh, <laughs> as far as quarterbacks go. And um, he is currently ranked 15th among quarterbacks. So he's having a bad season, but it's one of those seasons where, like, it's not so bad that you stop playing him, right? Did well, it's, you, it's bad to watch, but it's okay for fans. Have you got Cam Newton on your team? I have him on two. And you're starting him in a lot of leagues still, aren't Every you? Every single one. Right, and it's it's he's not bad enough to get you to cut him, but he's not good enough that you're going to be winning all kinds of stuff with him. He, I think he had one really bad week where he got like seven points. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't doubt I that think, at all. Yeah, but then like the next week he gets like 35 when he started out the game at, like, negative one <laughs> point something. Things out in the first quarter with negative points. A free agent. Um, but Derek Carr actually isn't owned in a ton of uh, fantasy leagues either. Um, 
And Derek Carr wound up being drafted 12th and finishing 7th. So what we see as a whole, and please go to our website, check out the article where I kind of give you a chart for each position and I break it down a little bit more. Um, but I think what we see as a whole with uh, wide rece- with quarterbacks is that there's a couple of guys who are going to be sure bets at the top. Their names are Drew Brees, uh, Andrew Luck, and Aaron Rodgers. And Andrew Luck really isn't quite in the same, isn't at all in the same sort of conversation as uh, Rodgers and Brees. Because Brees was uh, number two, Rodgers is number one. Uh, they were both drafted in the top five as well. So they're, they were drafted and they're doing what you expect of them. Um, Andrew Luck has played well. He did only play 10 games, so that would bump up his current ranking a little bit higher. But he was drafted fourth overall. So, you know, even though you're drafting these guys very high, you're not getting a whole lot as far as value in return. Look at Russell Wilson. Number three uh, ADP quarterback, he's number 17 right now in terms of points. So... What you get is a couple of guys at the top, but not too many, and you wind up with this nice, huge group in the in that second group of quarterbacks. The people who wait to draft their quarterbacks uh, are going to be rewarded, basically. Well, let's kind of go down the list, if you can, just because it's hard for people that can't see the information to grasp sort of what you're what you're you're picking at here. Okay, so starting at the top, of course, ADP one, and we'll go to an ADP order. Uh, was Cam Newton and then Russell, Aaron Rodgers. So um, you had Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck after that. So Rodgers and Luck, the only two of those four who wound up in the top ten for points right now. Can you say maybe the the, the, the current and then the ADP or, or something like that? Sure. Um, so ADP one right. and current ranking 15 for Cam Newton. Okay. Aaron Rodgers ADP two, and he's currently number one. Uh, Russell Wilson was drafted third overall, or third for quarterbacks, and he's currently ranked 17 uh, for quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, ADP 4, he's currently ranked ninth. Drew Brees is next on the list. He's currently ranked second for points, so, you know, not so bad. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, ADP 6, ranked 11 right now, so just outside the top 10. He only played 10 games this season. Uh, that would kind of push him into uh, above, you know, number 10 anyways, so... Uh, ben Roethlisberger is fine. Count him in the top ten. That's all right. Uh, ben or Carson Palmer drafted seventh. Jason's he, adding eleven to to ten. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> you got You got to let people. It's know fuzzy where, math. Yeah. Fuzzy math. It's okay. great. Yeah. He, uh, Carson Palmer is currently ranked twenty second. So he was a um, kind of a late round quarterback flyer the last couple of years, but that failed this year. It was good last year. It failed this time around. Tom Brady is had an ADP of eight. He's currently ranked twenty one, but uh, he's third in average points. So Tom Brady has done just fine. He's done exactly what you wanted if you drafted him because you weren't starting him the first four weeks. He didn't lose the points there. Yeah, and probably better than that, considering people that drafted Brady, considering he had the the four games uh, at the beginning of the season <laughs> out, uh, probably drafted him in rounds what seven, eight, uh, nine, something like that. Um, yeah, probably around there. I think just, just before all that. Um, so you have Eli Manning was ADP 9. He uh, is currently ranked number 18. You know, I think a lot of people thought that passing game was going to develop this year. I had some high hopes for it. Um, they were picking up Sterling Shepard, but it really hasn't done much other than, you know, helped out Odell Beckham Jr., which is fine with me. You As someone Odell. who drafts Odell everywhere. You love Odell. I do. Uh, so... <laughs> 
ADP <laughs> number 10 is Blake Bortles. He's currently ranked 8th, even though he seems to be terrible at football. Um, so he's still a top 10 guy. Uh, I think a lot of people are just kind of dumping him anyways, and he is a guy who I've seen as a free agent in lots of No, ways. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's a separation, right? Separation of church and state, separation of reality versus fantasy when it comes to football. Okay. Because even if Blake Bortles is not a good football player, which is arguably untrue, uh, it's just kind of the, the offense in general is, is just weird. Jacksonville is not a good team this year like we thought they might turn into. But who cares, right? We want quarterbacks that are going to be throwing the ball a billion times and having garbage time at the end of the games. Isn't that what we really want? Hey, there's tons of value there. Yeah. I've really won many weeks from garbage time. Garbage time is the is, is the best. fantastic. Which is why we recommend Kaepernick lately. No. His team is all about the garbage time. <laughs> if you can swallow that, that afro, then I just you know, can't. it's worth a lot of fantasy points. Oh, Kaepernick is the new Blake Bortles? No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the number 12 drafted quarterback was Derek Carr. He sits at 7 right now. Now you're kind of getting into that range of guys who were drafted very late in drafts, or perhaps not at all, and have turned in very, very good seasons. Um so you've got, after Derek Carr, number, at 13, uh, Kirk Cousins is currently ranked 6th. So doing very well for the Redskins. Jameis Winston was ADP 15. He's currently ranked 10th. Mariota, ADP of 18, currently ranked 4th. It's, you know, he's having a hell of a year. Matt Ryan, ADP of 20, ranked 3rd. Dak Prescott, ADP of 21. I was surprised to actually see him that high. I thought Dak Prescott might have been a lot lower. Uh, but he's currently ranked 5th. Um, so they have, there's a big group of like steady achievers or even overachievers with Dak Prescott there. Um, so Matt Ryan was probably your best value when it came to drafting a quarterback this year. Uh, and if you were smart, you traded him high because (laughs) there's always other quarterbacks to pick. So what this boils down to is that what we always recommend uh, is sort of backed up by what we find here in that you should not be taking quarterbacks early. They're are so few quarterbacks in the top 10 that are going to turn in the right performance every year. And yes, it does seem like Rodgers and Breeze are the guys who are automatic. You can add Brady to that list. But out of those top 10 guys, they're either going to be drafted too high, people are going to be reaching for them, um, or you're going to wind up chasing someone and getting stuck with a Cam Newton or a Russell Wilson who can have a huge year or a bad year. Um and, and the real story here is that, you know, as we get to other positions, it shows that it's very important to draft them early. But it show, what we see here with the quarterbacks is that there is so much value there in that second 10 quarterbacks. The, the 11 through 20 quarterbacks uh, in a draft every single year seem to be the guys uh, who wind up being in the top 10 for that year. So, um, as always, and I'm sure our advice will pretty much remain the same next year, wait on quarterbacks. Draft them in the 8th round, the ninth round, the 10th round. Understand that there's going to be guys on the waiver wire who are available because it's a one-quarterback league. If you're in two-quarterback leagues, all of this advice is different. (laughs) Don't take any of it. Don't apply any of it to a two-quarterback league. I've tried to draft a quarterback later and later and later every single 
year. Are you noticing that it, yeah. it's still okay Every for you? Every single year. Exactly. You're still going to wind up with quarterbacks who can start. Or there's people available on the waiver wire. I made the huge mistake of taking Cam Newton way too early this year, but I try to do that every single year, learning and learning more. But, but there are exceptions to this. Like, I have a couple leagues where I drafted Drew Brees. And granted, Drew Brees' ADP was 9. So for me, it was saying, Drew Brees, that's lower than you should be. And so I think you're gonna, you know, regress back, regress back to your mean, which is much higher than nine, and it happened. But he could just as easily have gotten injured or whatever. So uh, you know, Jason's correct in in one saying that a player that plays every snap is probably, uh, you know, someone who's going to score a lot of points regardless of whether he's the best at his position or average at his position. And two, a player that plays every snap is probably also. you know, a, a good candidate to to get injured. So someone that you have that's a running back that is a number one running back on his team and he, he plays every snap, or a quarterback who's a number one quarterback on his team and plays every snap, um, you're going to be putting yourself out there for injury concerns. And if you take someone lower uh, or, or wide receiver who's less likely to get injured statistically, that might be helpful in the draft, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, they're, you know... I think the league has stayed relatively healthy this year, all things considered. Uh, mostly because when you look at the top of the league, all, a lot of players are healthy. The running back position is always going to have a bunch of injuries. But um, in all of these lists, aside from the running back position, nobody has gone out really with a season-ending injury. Um, so, you know, all these guys drafted in the top ten, they're at least viable. But then you run into the problem of sticking with them too long. You know, if you would have dumped... Cam Newton, a lot earlier in the season, your team may have been better off and you could have won several more games rather than, you know, sticking with him and eventually just finding a replacement for him. Or at least put someone in for him when he did badly and stuck him on the bench. Right, right. I mean, you those are tough calls. They're really tough calls. It's hard to put calls. Cam Newton on the well, bench. Well, you may not even be able to drop Cam Newton in certain leagues. <laughs> yeah. Not drop him, but like po- perhaps try to trade him. Well, you said dump. I'm just taking it literally. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> No one puts baby in the corner. That's right. (laughs) All right, so uh, we will move on to the running backs. Um, Right at running back, the uh, top guy drafted this year was Todd Gurley. He's currently ranked 20th. So he only has 110 points on the season. He's done poorly. You know, he's started every single game, uh, but he's only got double-digit points in, I think, two or three games. Because Rams. Because they're the Rams. Because Rams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not a whole lot to write home about, you know, at the very least. Uh, ADP number two, currently ranked number one. Number one in Dave's heart. Number one on my David fantasy Johnson. team. David Johnson. Yep. So he is the touchdown and yardage king. Uh, he paid off if you drafted him early. Absolutely. One of my favorite players this year. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And I really liked him on the uh, Arizona Cardinals thing on Amazon over yeah. the offseason. Uh, so Adrian Peterson was drafted third overall. His current rank doesn't matter because he's been on the IR since the end of week two. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was drafted fourth overall. He sits at number two overall. He has uh, basically, you know, if you can, surpass the hype uh, of, you know, the crazy hype that he did have. Uh, so... I'm very impressed with Ezekiel Elliott. I've got him on a team. I wish that team was doing better, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, <laughs> go with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, this year, it was okay to go ahead and draft a rookie early. It's not going to be the case every year. So I don't know what kind of advice to give people about that. I got to tell you though, you just have I'm, the right have the right 
the, have the right gut feeling. Didn't the first couple of games, if you started him at the beginning, didn't that kind of like screw you a little bit? I don't think so. I think he was pretty much out of the gate. Good. Didn't he start out a no, little I bit? Think, like, I think for, he was like a little game rough. One, yeah. he, we, everyone was just so excited. I remember, I literally remember saying, who the hell is this guy? He had a touchdown each of the first two weeks. He has not been under 11.2 points, and that was week one. I mean, he's been amazing. I bet that he's a little more consistent than David Johnson, and they're only about nine points separated for the whole season. So that's a very small percentage. Um, Mm -hmm. Next on our list, we had uh, Lamar Miller. His ADP was 5. He's currently ranked 13. So even though uh, he didn't live up to exactly where you drafted him, it's all right because he's still an RB2. He's a solid RB2. He's starting every week for you. And it's not as much value as you would like, but he is starting every week still for you, so it's not a disaster. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was had an ADP of 6. He's currently ranked number 9. Uh, Bell's having a pretty good year. Remember that uh, current ranking is going to be for total season points. So Bell is actually third overall for average points at 17.45 per game. So he's only trailing David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott, who are both averaging 20 points a game, which is, you know, crazy. Uh, next on our list is... Devonta Freeman, his ADP was number seven. He is currently ranked eight. You know, that's great. Sort of nice little symmetrical landing, almost symmetrical. Uh, and uh, I like Freeman. He is better with Tevin Coleman out. Tevin Coleman is back. But I don't think that Devonta Freeman drops out of being a top ten running back. Uh, certainly not for the rest of this season. Um, next on the list, we have another guy who was out, Eddie Lacy. He played five games this year. He did poorly in every single game. I don't believe he had, I don't think he had even 10 points in a game. 38 points for the whole season. Uh, Mark Ingram was number 9. He is currently ranked number 10. So just like Freeman, he's performing up to your expectations, not outperforming it, not underperforming it. Um, So he's very consistent. That's a note I wrote, is consistent performer. Uh, He has 136 points on the season. Pretty good. Um... There was a game where he got injured and left, but I believe he still played all 11 games of the season. Uh, Jamal Charles, his ADP is number 10. He um, he had a, 11 touches on the season, and he's out for the season. Did any of you draft Jamal Charles? I didn't. No, no Jamal Charles is here. Good for you guys. That's sad, though. I, look, I like Jamal Charles, but so I don't think sad. I've ever drafted him. Sure, I have a Jamal Charles. He's taken me to championships before, etc. Yeah, drafted him in one big league. Jamal Charles guy. He's still a great guy. He just has problems with his knees, and uh, we'll see next year. He needs what, to get Kenny Britt's guy. We'll see next year what that brings because it's obvious that it's not it's not something that's happening this year. Yeah. That was a player that was fun to watch. Jamal, Jamal Charles. Charles was oh, awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he will be awesome again. I hope so. Me too. So at ADP of 12, currently ranked 5, is LaShawn McCoy. He's been stellar this year. And, of course, you wouldn't be starting Adrian Peterson over LaShawn McCoy. Um, he's the fifth best running back. Uh, so I, I like McCoy. He did only play 10 games as well. He had one kind of dud game. So um, if you look at his average, it may push him closer to, like, a Le'Veon Bell kind of, like, almost solid Tier 1 running back. And you want to talk about the Fountain of Youth you know, we give Frank Gore a lot of credit for that. Shady McCoy has been doing it for quite a while now, and he still looks elusive. Uh, he's running away from people. He's juking people still. Uh, so LaShawn McCoy, excellent. 
I think he may get overdrafted next year because of this performance, um, but he may live up to that yet again. So uh, at an ADP of 17, currently ranks 7th, uh, we have Matt Forte. So I think that he was kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Once the Bears got rid of him, I thought they thought uh, that he was done. I think a lot of fans thought he was kind of done. No, that's not Maybe the Bears. it's a Chicago. <laughs> no, he just they weren't going to pick up his contract. There was nothing wrong with him. He stopped playing him. They, he wasn't worth the contract. He wasn't worth no. Know, their the team, money their team was not able to get to the. Chip, the a bear that leaves the Bears and goes to another team becomes amazing. That's the rule. <laughs> That's just the rule. I don't think the Bears Forte's thought that he was great. a bad player. Like they, they literally just couldn't. You know, there was no reason, right, for them to actually pick him up because they knew they were going to be terrible. All right. So he has been very streaky this year. He disagrees. Uh, That's his only. <laughs> I've had Forte. I don't have many complaints. Mm. Streaky, streaky is correct though. Yeah. yeah, he's been very streaky. He's got some games where he's scored almost 30 points, and most of his games are under 10. So it's a tough sell when you want to start him every single week, but he is the seventh highest scoring running back all year. It's hard to get a better option than him. Uh, DeMarco Murray, his ADP was 19. He's currently ranked number three. He has played 12 games, but he's still the fifth best in average points. Um, he is uh, one of the best values in the draft. Uh, because you would have gotten him, you know, as the twentieth running back taken in the league almost, and he's, you know, outperforming all the guys before him almost, except for two of them. Uh, so <laughs> Melvin Gordon, his uh, ADP was twenty three. He's currently ranked four. I think he's one of the biggest surprises of the year. Um, he has a floor of like nine points, which is pretty high. We were just bragging about Ezekiel Elliott's floor is eleven. You know, you got another guy whose floor is nine. Um, you know, that's a guy who you start every single week without ever. Thinking about it twice. Don't worry about matchups, all that good stuff. Uh, Melvin Gordon has expanded his game a lot. He found the end zone where he can score a touchdown. I'm glad <laughs> that he discovered what those are uh, because, you know, they're pretty important in football. Uh, so, um, Garrett Blunt was uh, drafted 36, and he's currently ranked 6th. Um, he is, I suppose, the best value in the draft. He is also a strong start, even with Brady back. I think a lot of people... We're a little worried when Brady comes back. LeGarrette Blunt, they're going to kind of fade away from him. Uh, and I'm a go big with... LeGarrette Blunt fan. Yeah. I, I mean, blunt it up. Yeah, totally. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I've, he... star- I've started him many times this week. Yeah, he's got 160 points on the season. He's doing very well. Uh, ADP of 37, currently ranked 11. Had to give an honorable mention to my guy Jay Ajayi. Um, he has only gotten double-digit touches. Uh, every week since week five. So his even his average per game, it doesn't look right. Um, but he, since week five, he's been great. He's a top ten guy. Um, he was drafted number 37. So, you know, what, what do we learn from the running backs when we look at their draft position? Um, w- the way I see it is that it's kind of difficult to nail down a sweet spot when you're drafting running backs. So having a top guy is more important in the last couple of years uh, I'm sorry, more important this year than it has been in past years, mostly because the top guys are doing so well. They are by far the best fantasy players in the league. Speaking of, uh, you know, you've got Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. They're blowing away the run, the wide receivers in terms of the points they're getting you on a week-to-week basis. Um, with a 40% failure rate, it's not too bad when you're drifting, drafting a top-10 running back. Um, and we need we have to sort of acknowledge that Todd Gurley 
is a failed pick at number one. <laughs> Even though he's the 20th best running back, like that's not what you're looking for there. Um, so uh, taking a risk on a top 10 quarterback, I th- running back, was worth it this season. Um, picking up guys only in later rounds, not advisable. There was only two running backs outside of the top 20 ADP that are now top 10 players. So um, running back is one of those positions that is more of a gamble than most. We see three of the top 10 ADP guys have gone out with injury, but that may be almost better because you're going to be able to replace them with a handcuff or with you know somebody else, just the next guy up on your team. So not as huge of a hit as somebody who maybe plays all year but struggles like Cam Newton or a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Um, anyways, uh, we'll move on to wide receivers now. But basically what I have to say about running backs is that you probably do need one of those top guys. So you need to, you know, take a risk. That's all. Um, so at wide receiver, um, do we have time to keep going down the list here, Dave, or are we getting pressed? We have all the time in the world, Jay, but let's just go, uh, you know, tit for tat and then discuss anything that, you know, seems like we need to discuss it maybe. So just sort of, uh, go down the list of the guys that are current or, or ADP, however you want to do it. And then, and then we'll talk afterwards just so we can get to the other segments. All right. Um, so here at wide receiver, we see probably the most consistency out of any of the positions. So again, make sure you go to our website. You can check out the uh, oh look at that. You can check out the beer. Um, check out yeah, the beer at the beer website. Right check out oh, no, the beer I'm, at I'm the website. Pass on that. Thank you. I think you might have um, grabbed the wrong one. Uh, anyways, seems good um, for Dave. <laughs> uh, the um, the number one guy this year was Antonio Brown. He is currently ranked two. Uh, and right behind him, you've got all the all the big names, right? Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, those guys are all doing great. Um, Jordy Nelson was drafted ninth. He's five. Mike Evans was drafted 10th. He's number one. They're all doing really well is, is where I'm getting at right here. Mike Evans had a huge game. Yeah, and the only guy that was drafted in the top 10 who is hurting your team, downright hurting your team, is DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Everyone else, Des Bryant, not hurting your team because he was out for a while. And now that he's back, he's playing well. Allen Robinson, he's only the 25th best wide receiver, but you still start that guy. Yeah. So it's it's a disappointment, but it's not killing your team. DeAndre Hopkins is a guy who you've been starting who you shouldn't be starting. Yeah, disappointment. I, I, you know, <laughs> I raise my hand. I'm guilty of that for sure. Yeah. So uh, coming looking at the end of the list, all you have then are flyers. You had Michael Thomas, whose ADP was 51. He's ranked 10th. You had Devontae Adams and Terrell Pryor. I have him. Which one? Devontae Adams. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That's I a beat, sneaky one. I beat Jessica with Devontae Adams. Very well done. <laughs> uh, so you did have Devontae Adams who had uh, who was ADP 67. He's ranked 7th. And Terrell Pryor, whose ADP was 68. He was ranked 8th. Neither of those guys were drafted in leagues. No. They're all picked up as, as free agents. Yeah. So, um, you know, Michael Thomas is really the only guy who was kind of a flyer. So... What is the conclusion that I want to draw from these uh, results? It's that we are going to continue confidently recommending you to draft lots of wide receivers high again next year. Now, there's always going to be a point in the draft where you're at the end of a run or the value at the very top has gone away. And that's your cue to pick up one of those high-end running backs. Otherwise, I say stick with the wide receivers. You have a better chance at them being productive and very good at their position 
the very best at their position, really. Yeah. And, and them not getting hurt compared to a running back. True. And you can always wait a few weeks and trade one of them for a running back. You know, work the waiver wire. If you're going to be someone who's going to always draft. Sometimes uh, one for Best two. available. Yeah. you got to make trades. All right. So moving on to tight ends. These are probably the hardest ones to predict. Um, so you had uh, Delaney Walker. He's currently the best tight end in all of football. Uh, his ADP was five. You have Greg Olson and Jordan Reed right behind him. They were ADP of three and two, respectively. Um, so, again, you have the familiar names at the top uh, performing well. Uh, but then again, you also have a few guys who are not uh, living up to expectations. So, Rob Gronkowski was the number one guy. He's ranked 10th overall at the moment. He's missed a lot of games. He basically has five games where he scored points. He's old. Poor Unfortunately Gronk. for Poor all Gronk. of us Brock Aww. owners, he had at least seven games or eight games where <laughs> you wanted Gronk. to start him. So he has a bunch of like zeros this year. Uh, if you count him per game uh, in the good games, then I'm sure he's the best scoring tight end. But that's not how this works. You have to you know guess whether or not to start him each week at this point. So uh, it's like it's like playing the lottery, and uh, it's really easy to win. But you know, when you lose, then you lose everything. Uh, like Greg Olson. <laughs> like Greg Olson. No, more like Gronkowski, I suppose. So the the guys who uh, sort of snuck their way into the top ten, aside from Jimmy Graham, who had an ADP of twelve, and I guess Martellus Bennett, who had an ADP of thirteen, he was really drafted there. Because people knew that you were going to start him the first couple of weeks with Gronkowski out. Um, but those other guys, Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Brait, Zach Miller, they all kind of came out of nowhere. And then the rest of the top 10 ADP, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 guys, Kobe Fleener, Gary Barnage, Antonio Gates, Zach Ertz, Julius Thomas, they all finished far outside the top 10, except for Kobe Fleener, who's number 11. So go ahead and include Kobe Fleener as an okay to draft guy. Um, but it's just okay. I mean, think about it. It's Kobe Fleener, and he's the 11th best tight end in the league. He was ADP 6. Like, you know, at other positions, those numbers don't seem so bad. So what do we want to learn from the tight ends? Um, the sweet spot for tight ends seems to only sort of lie at the very top of their list. So if you're not going to get good value on one of those guys, uh, meaning if you're seeing everyone reach at that position, then... What that's doing is opening up good value at other positions. You need to wait unless you're going to get good value for a tight end. So you take a late-round flyer. Uh, those guys are hit or miss for sure. Uh, and you need to pay attention to the streaming options that you have on a weekly basis so that you can uh, you know, you know, can make the right choices, you can start the right tight ends. Um, so the, the drafting advice late in the season for tight ends would really be you know, that if you're going to get one of the top five guys uh, and it's it's a good price, then go for it. But otherwise, who cares? Just like a quarterback, like, just wait till the end of the draft. <laughs> it's not going to matter. Uh, by week five, it doesn't matter. By week 12, it really doesn't matter. Because you've had somebody on your team or you've traded for somebody. And you've sort of figured it out. All right. So, uh, like I said, make sure you go back to the website. Take a look at the... Um, at the article, let me know what you think. Let me know if you think that my theories are good or if they're bad, if you have any questions about it. And, uh, you know, we will uh, drink five more of this new fantastic beer we have. Ha-ha. <laughs>
right. So week 13 is coming up real soon, real quick, in fact, and uh, what we need to do is tell you who to set for your waivers tonight. Do not forget to set your waivers tonight, people. I almost forgot last week. It could have been a disaster. So at quarterback, the guy who we've been talking about all night, Colin Kaepernick, go with the Afro. I'm telling you, he's only 24% owned. He's a way better option than Alex Smith. Go with Colin Kaepernick. He plays the Bears this week. (laughs) The Bears. But who would he play him over? Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. Um, I would play him over Cam Newton. Long blink. Long, long blink. Long Running back. Blink. You've got Kenneth Dixon owned in 29% of <laughs> leagues. Uh, he's finally surpassed Terrence West. Uh, he outsnapped West for the first time uh, this season. Um, so if you need to pick up a running back, go for it. Adrian Peterson is already 43% owned. I don't know how much that reflects like teams from the start of the season that aren't paying attention anymore. Uh, I'm sure that's a part of that. So look at Adrian Peterson. If you need somebody this week, go with Kenneth Dixon. If you need somebody to make your roster better, pick up Adrian Peterson, right? Yes, uh, although Kenneth Dixon will be the bell cow running back probably towards the end of the of the season. But Baltimore's running backs have not been doing amazing things, but it's mostly because they've been splitting. So at this point, if Dixon does get 75% of the carries, he's going to be an every week start. Um, but I agree with you. AP, yeah, AP will make, from last year. AP makes you better for the long run. Only if you play him, though, Jason. We talked about this earlier. If you don't play him, what's the point? You don't get of, any of the points that sit on your bench. What's the point of picking him up, right? Although I do agree with At you about Kaepernick. from other players. Kaepernick <laughs> is, a, is a better start than Cam Newton this week. Period. Period. End of sentence. End of paragraph. End of story. Kaepernick is a better start than Cam Newton this week. I wonder if we actually said that. Because I know we both agree Can I quote you that. on that, Dave? Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, next on our list was Bilal Powell. Take a look at him if you know you're in a league where everybody's picking up running backs. But I'm sure that there's Dixon or Peterson will probably be available before him. Uh, at wide receiver, you've got Tyreek Hill. Um, I, I dig Tyreek Hill. Uh, he is owned in 37% of leagues. He had nine of ten uh, caught nine of ten targets, only 52 yards. So he's getting a, he's one of those guys that kind of gets the ball around the line of scrimmage, but he has a touchdown in a PPR league. He is awesome in a league that gives you return yardage. He is awesome. But we know the reason why he's great is because because Jeremy Macklin has been out the entire half of the year. Right. And now that they've got a guy who's healthy, you know, they can actually get a little bit of production out of the wide receiver position. Remember, this is a team that didn't score a touchdown with the wide receiver in all of 2014. Uh, So Quincy Anunwa is only 28% owned right now. Um, he is kind of uh, getting a lot of targets at the moment. He's got Fitzpatrick back. Fitzpatrick seems a little healthier than he was when the whole will he start, won he start thing was going on. Uh, last week, Anunwa had five catches f- uh, for 109 yards and a touchdown. Coming up, he's got the Colts and then the 49ers. So go with him. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 50% owned. He is, on paper, the go-to wide receiver in Cincinnati at the moment. Anytime one of those guys is available with any sort of decent quarterback, then uh, you can go ahead and pick them up. Uh, obviously, Tyler Eifert is going to be a primary target over there as well. Uh, and the uh, other wide receiver I wanted to mention on my own is Taylor Gabriel. I think that um, he's very sneaky uh, start. 
I, w- I would almost go ahead and start him. I think Gabriel's weirdness is that he doesn't have as much targets as the other guys. He made all his big plays off of uh, off of a couple of targets, fewer than the other guys that are that are big targets on that team. So if he happens to have only two big plays, then he's not going to score as many points as people are going to come to expect from these four big games. He's receiving Anton Smith. Yeah, so I mean, he, he's that's a good, his weirdness. He's a good start, but one of these weeks he's going to put you up three points because he's only going to have uh, one reception for thirty yards. So he is the stat I really like this week is that he is the second best wide receiver over the last four weeks in fantasy. Is Taylor Gabriel? It goes Antonio Brown, Taylor Gabriel, Mike Evans, and he's a full point per game ahead of Mike Evans. Um, so good stuff from Taylor Gabriel this week. Uh, at tight end, you've got Vance McDonald. He's owned in 10% of leagues. C.J. Fedorowicz owned in 35% of leagues. Uh, if you had to pick between the two of them to start this week, Dave, who would you take? I, I think I would go with Fedorowicz, almost certainly. Even though San Francisco has a nice matchup against Chicago. I, I like C.J. because Osweiler is just continually checking down to him. So yeah, Right, right. Um, uh, at defense... Uh, Jim is recommending the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because there aren't too many good streaming options this week. The Titans were sort of a favorite streaming option. They're off this week. The Browns were a favorite option to play against, and they are off as well. So he's right. Their normal streaming options are kind of limited. Um, Keep an eye out for whatever may be available in your league because I think that that varies a lot more than any other position. Um, But the Tampa Bay uh, DST has been the second highest scoring fantasy defense over the past four games. Uh, They're getting good pressure. Gerald McCoy is back. I do believe I read that earlier today. Um, So, you know, they're going to play Rivers, who gets sacked all the time and throws a lot of passes. So, you know, uh, if you got to stream somebody, go for it. But I'm still not, like, you know, I'm not not getting rid of Minnesota yet or anything like that if you're still holding on to them. Yeah, I disagree with Tampa Bay. I think I would rather play Philadelphia versus Cincinnati who has no uh, real passing targets and missing a ton of players, uh, or I, I think I would rather play uh, the Steelers versus the Giants, who always give up points to uh, opposing um, defenses, uh, than Tampa Bay. I, I don't see Tampa Bay as a as a highly ranked defense. Or even Dallas against Minnesota. Dallas's defense has played all Dallas against lately. Minnesota is, is a good one. But Dallas is uh, probably not... Well, it may be more taken in leagues. We'll see. Dallas is 48% just like Pittsburgh. That said, I mean, if Tampa Bay goes off, they go off. But they're not in my top 20, uh, personally. <laughs> that's true. <sighs> okay. Um, so so those are the waiver wires. Make sure you check out our site every week. Jim posts the waiver wire article, uh, usually available on Monday night or Tuesday mornings uh, for your perusal. Thank you, Jim, for your contribution. Um Jim Hutchins. Yay! So next up, we are going to pick lineups. I believe that's next on my list anyways. Um, So real quick here, uh, what we do every week is pick a lineup from our rankings. Uh, We're listed on Fantasy Pros under David Biggs there for drink5.com. And uh, we come up with our rankings every week. We're going to pick from those rankings. We'll do a little mini draft here. It'll only take a few minutes. And uh, we'll have a team. What we are going to wager on this week is not something that you can buy with money. (laughs) <laughs> it is the fantasy team name going into the playoffs. We're going to mess cha. with each other's mojo in the fantasy playoffs. Because we've never done it before. So, uh, the winner 
of this matchup gets to rename both of the losers' teams for the duration of the playoffs in the league that we're in, where all three of us should be making the playoffs. Yep. So, Steph, you got to win this week. You got to make sure you get in. I'm trying. Dave, I'm, o- I'm always ditto. trying. I don't have to win. To you get don't in. have to win to get in? Okay. No. Yeah. So then don't bother winning. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, starting out, we are going to pick from the top. Um, at quarterback, uh, we are going to choose. So, Steph, just to give you a little overview of what we're going to do here, I'm going to give you a list of names, and you're going to just pick one of them. The guy you like the most. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll pick first, and Dave will pick first, and come back to you. I know We're going to fill game. out a whole lineup. You know this game? I do. you listen to the show I before? Do. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right, so... It's my uh, favorite part of the show. Quarterback six, seven, and eight. Uh, what we have is... Matt Ryan, who's playing at home against Kansas City. Colin Kaepernick in Chicago. Russell Wilson versus Carolina. So, uh, Matt Ryan, Colin Kaepernick, or Russell Wilson. I have to clear out some names. So Dave goes first? You didn't no, say no, who Steph. was going first? or? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Steph, we were going to let you go first. You can pick the position as well. <laughs> so you don't have to start with quarterbacks. I was kind of uh, jumping right into quarterbacks for you. Uh, you can pick whatever position you want. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I'll take a wide receiver You first. want to go wide receiver yeah. one? Let's take the top of the list here. Uh, so at WR1, what we've got is... Uh, the two, three, and four guys on our list. So that's going to be Julio Jones, who's playing Kansas City at home. Mike Evans, who's in San Diego. And Odell Beckham Jr. at Pittsburgh. I'll take Julio Jones for Smalls. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so Julio Jones. I am going to take... I'm going to take Odell Beckham Jr., right? I mean, that's a no-brainer for me. And that leaves Dave with uh, Mike Evans. All right. I'm sorry. I can only I can't type and talk at the same time. I have to write down the names that we're picking. I can't either, Jason. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna go quarterback first. Uh, so again, that was six, seven, and eight. Uh, Matt Ryan playing Kansas City. Kaepernick at Chicago. Russell Wilson uh, playing Carolina. Uh, I'm going to put money where mouth is and pick Colin Kaepernick. No. I haven't stopped talking about him tonight. I'm taking Kaepernick. Russell Wilson versus Carolina. Oh, I was going to pick Mac Ryan. Matt Ryan, so it's Mac Ryan. Mac Ryan. All right. From Always Sunny in Philadelphia. All right. And it's confusing because you're still labeled as Jim on my sheet. <laughs> All right, I'll Dave. be Jim. It's fine. Uh, you get to pick next. Who do you want? Defense. Defense. We're going to do five, six, and seven. So that's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, who are playing in Atlanta, the Eagles, who are at Cincinnati, and the Chargers, who are hosting Tampa Bay. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. I like that pick. I like how you got them ranked up way higher than everyone else, too. They are an excellent defense. Yep, I agree. Who are the other two? The Chargers and... Uh, Not the Chargers. Oh, yes, the Eagles and the Chargers. Is it my, is it my turn? Yeah, you're next. Sorry. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers. All right, that will leave me with the Eagles. Um, and then, uh, Stephanie, what you get to do is pick another position now. 
Running back? Uh, sure. We'll start at the top of the running back list. That'll be numbers four, five, and six here. So that'll be LaShawn McCoy, who's playing in Oakland, Ezekiel Elliott in Minnesota, and Devonta Freeman versus Kansas City. A lot of uh, Falcons showing up on our list here. Hmm. <laughs> Here's your chance to own a Falcon, Steph. Right? I'll take Freeman. All right. Dreams do come true. <laughs> Uh, I will be taking my guy, Ezekiel Elliott, even though he has kind of a rough matchup. With Sean McCoy. Ezekiel matchup. I can only I can write Ezekiel. You sound excited, Dave. About. He's the best running back out of those three. To uh, you. To you. This week. <laughs> so, wide receiver two, uh, I'll go with that. That's going to be 14, 15, and 16 at the wide receiver position. Uh, <laughs> so, I can choose from Julian Edelman playing the Rams. Michael Thomas playing Detroit, and Demarius Thomas in Jacksonville. So, um, I'll take Michael Thomas. I like the rookie here. Julian Edelman versus L.A. I'll take Demarius Thomas all day. Demarius kind Thomas. Of. <laughs> kinda. Right. Kind of. Kind of no choice. Kind of, sort of, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, kind of, sort of, no choice. Kind of, maybe. One. <laughs> it's kind of the way it falls. It's all right. And who was mine? Of course, I've forgotten already. Michael Thomas. All right, Dave, what's your position going to be? Um, WR3. Okay. So WR3, we've got 23, 24, and 25. DeAndre Hopkins at Green Bay. Sammy Watkins at Oakland. Tyreek Hill at Atlanta. Sammy Watkins? Of course. That's not a question, Dave. That's a statement. You're taking Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, period. <laughs> Exclamation period. point. Exclamation point. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the other two? Uh, DeAndre Nelson. Hopkins and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Jordy Nelson. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It'd be nice. Um, I'll take Tyreek. All right, and that leaves me with the guy who I said that I should never have on my team. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Are you still starting him anywhere? Uh, I started him last week again. Oh, you poor bastard. I won the last you couple weeks. You poor bastard. <laughs> I didn't really have anybody that I should have started over him, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm going to go with the RB2. I'm sorry, Steph, it's uh, it's on you now. RB2 is fine. RB2. So that's 17, 18, and 19 uh, at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Riddick at New Orleans. Todd Gurley at New England. And I'm saying the wrong names. Sorry. Uh, Mark Ingram versus Detroit. Frank Gore at the Jets. And Theo Riddick at New Orleans. I'll take Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. All right. Uh, I will take... Can I take Frank Gore? I don't want to take Frank Gore. That seems ridiculous. Exactly. Oh. He's gonna score like he's gonna score like twenty he's points. Score so, but if I pick him, he's gonna score zero points. This is how Frank Gore operates. Perhaps he pays attention to what I do. And it's does the, the Jeremy opposite. Hill rule, Jason. Yep. If I don't pick him, you pick him. But if uh, I pick him, you don't play him. Them's the break. Exactly. You know, theoretic. Oh, I can't do it because it's just gonna all fall apart. This works out fine for me. Yeah, you're welcome, Dave. You get Frank Gore on a good week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you. right. All right. Um, it's on Mark Ingram. It's on me to pick. I'm going to go ahead and pick tight end. 
Uh, we'll be choosing from one, two, and three at tight end. All right. Uh, so, uh, Jimmy Graham versus Carolina. Travis Kelsey at Atlanta and Greg Olson at Seattle. Woof. Um, this seems easy. Yeah, it seems easy, but I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Jimmy Graham, please. All right. That, that offensive line, I'll take man. Greg Olson. Greg Olson it is. Uh, I'll put you down for one Jim Heller. Since I got no choice. Uh, I always want to find Travis Kelsey, though. Oh, that's an allusion to his dating show. Oh, reality show. Oh, it's so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> All right, Stupid. Dave. So you're picking kickers, and we'll be choosing... I choose Cody Parkey. Numbers 5, 6, and 7. Is Cody Parkey still in the league? I, don't, I haven't seen him in a while. If that's an option, I choose Cody Parkey. <laughs> Our options are going to be Stephen Hauschka versus Carolina. <laughs> Cody Parkey is now Caleb Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> he had an operation. He had a reality show. Dustin Hopkins <laughs> at Arizona and Adam Vinatieri at the Jets. What was the first option? Hauschka versus Carol. We'll take the first option. Hauschka it is. I think you underestimate Seattle and they had a particularly bad week last week. They had an exceptionally bad week last week. Um, But I don't know that I'm underestimating how bad their line is. And I wasn't saying that I wouldn't take Hauschka. So you get between Hopkins and Vinatieri. Um, I'm going to take Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins. And then Adam Vinatieri is going to wind up on my team. The guy who I think I had last week as well gave me one whole point. So, Adam, please make up for that this week. Hmm. All right. Um, so I lost all of my notes at this point. The, the, the show is just all thrown into chaos. It's right. <laughs> So, Dave, um, what we're gonna, you know, like I said, we're gonna bet on the uh, on the name. Do you guys have a name in mind that you want to rename somebody? Don't say it out loud. I just want to know if you've started thinking about it yet. Of course, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came up with I came up with something random as well. Rainbow so, um, bright. I think didn't you do that already to somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Who Troy? Yes, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> it's always Troy. No, it was Strawberry Shortcake. He was Strawberry. Oh, it shortcake. was Strawberry Shortcake. I remember. S- only that. slightly more fitting. Eighties cartoon character directed They're towards female similar. audiences. They're completely different. But still, eighties cartoon <laughs> character directed towards female audiences. Sure, sure. Yeah, Strawberry Shortcake. Rainbow She's Bright. something special. Rainbow Bright's better. Yeah. All right. So, um, I, was there anything that we missed on week thirteen that you wanted to make sure that we touched on before we sign off for the evening? We are, we are getting up against it here. So uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks all to all the live listeners. You guys are great. Uh, if you guys have any questions you want to throw in the chat room while I'm closing up, maybe we can answer them. Um, but I uh, just want to remind everybody to join us next week. Uh, on next week's program, I do believe we are going to be joined by one Mike Mosarino. Uh, Mosarino. I will I be, uh, self-correct myself. I want to be the audience for that. The audience for that? You want to sit on the couch and I do. drink wine? I really do. Yeah. I love Smalls. All right. So uh, we will see you next week, Smalls. Um, we will see all of you guys here next week. Make sure you go to our website, drink5.com. Go to uh, Twitter. Follow us there at Drink5. Go to fantasy, uh, no, Facebook.com. Slash, I don't know what we do on Facebook anymore. I'm not a Facebooker. I apologize to all you Facebookers. Um, so cheers guys, drink five. Cheers.com. <laughs>